0: looks all over their face my friends all know that i'm cool i've been this way since high school because life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater when it comes to hockey nobody can stop me my high school team i was playing on the top three now my son is scoring piles
1: welcome to the youth hockey of high school hockey podcast brought to you by the red black league i am danny ryan joined with you tony scott how are you doing danny Good, good. And Carl East up in Duluth, Carl. Hey, Danny. How's it going?
2: I'm not doing too bad. Glad to be back on the podcast here.
1: How are the Yankees doing?
2: You don't need to rub these things in, as I said you're watching that team up north in the World Series while we record.
1: Oh, well, that's, um, that's too bad. My, my Dodgers are still in it. Um, my adopted friends in blue. Um,
2: Bandwagon. <laughs>
1: I'm okay with it, but um, I just want to welcome you all to our pre preview show. I guess it's the best way to call this show. great name It's the pre preview show um Our preview show will be coming out later in a couple of weeks, but we want to get some stuff out of the way before um we talk about that because there is some news and nuggets that have come up since our summer show that is worth noting, and you know it's always good to build excitement. For something that at least we're excited about. Well,
0: part of it, A, we're excited, and B, there's so much to cover on the preview show. We're kind of getting some of, knocking down some of the building blocks just out of the gate.
1: And I think we like to do our preview show one way where we go section by section and kind of talk about each team like this. This will allow us to kind of talk about a little bit other stuff that is kind of bogs us down.
0: Player related. Yeah. Let's get the uh, high school elite league stuff like out of the way right now we've seen each of us has seen some games in the high school elite league yes um who wants to go first on what they've seen so far
1: carl
2: well I, I only saw one day of elite league so i can probably comment fairly quickly but uh it was a good day to go i was up in grand rapids when it was there a, a couple months ago now um and also saw really a fantastic game between team north and team southwest who were the top two teams in the league all season uh Ended up in a, t- a 4-4 tie. Team North battling back in that one. Um, Josh Lipke had a great day in that one, uh, showing why he is probably the front runner for, I mean, along with Mike Kester, for the top defenseman in the state th- this year. Um, there, there was no Ryder Donovan for, for Team North that day, so I missed out on one of the Mr. Hockey finalists or likely leaders in that category, which we'll get into later. But still, a fantastic little little taste of high school hockey to, that I got to see in September.
1: Yeah, I, I guess for me, the elite league is like that, Carl. It's not, you know, it's close to high school hockey. It's fun to watch because you have, you know, some of the best players in the state. Obviously not all the best players in the state, but some of them out there on the ice. And so, it, you know, it is fun to watch. I think Team Southwest looks very strong, um, but they always look strong because that's a generally a very healthy mix of Edina and um, Minnetonka kids. Uh, Ryan O'Neal looked good on that team, actually, too, is what I noticed. Yeah,
0: kid from the Northeast is playing on the – or Southeast is playing on the Southwest. So. I know.
1: So I, I thought that was um, a little bit of a standout. And then Charchenko looked good on that team at times as well.
0: Yeah, that team is so deep. <laughs> I just happened to I, – I caught one of the North-Southwest games, too, in late September. Um, I was blown away by Liam Malmquist. You know, here's a kid who tried out for the league and now he's the leading scorer in the league, which is kind of the ultimate, you know, testament to how gotcha deep, Gotcha, and how how deep Indiana is and, and people are like, Oh, Dinah's gonna be down this year I'm like, Well, uh, careful. I think they're gonna be they're gonna have three good lines and they're gonna play a tough schedule. They're well coached.
1: Some of the best D in the state.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs>
1: I mean, Edina probably won't slip out of the top five all year, but they're not going to be a number one front runner like they have been in years past.
0: No, I, yeah. I, I thought they were the team to beat in the state tournament, and I was wrong, obviously. But I think they're the type of team last year and the year before, they're the type of team that needed to get to three. Once they got to three, it was over. Yeah. And if they couldn't get to three, they were in trouble.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? I, I think this is, a, this is going to be a different Edina team. Um, this is more of a lunch pail Edina team than we've seen in years past. There's not really like a true superstars, you know, egos uh, out on the ice in some ways.
0: What year was that? It was when you guys were in high school probably. It was like 2008, 2009, 2010
2: where they won state and
0: they really weren't supposed to.
1: 2010, right, Carl? 10.
2: yeah. So yeah. that was a team that, you know, they they, had, they were very deep. I think they had something like 10 D1 players on that team. It was just you didn't have the, the first round stars that you had in, in the other – Brady Dyna teams,
1: and that's also to note that um, Tonka was taken to like five overtimes, right, Carl, or four, by, four, four, yeah, like Hill Murray the night before. Yeah. So now Dyna did tie Tonka in season that year. So Dyna mm-hmm. had a lot of talent. It don't, uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be kind of like that team. I think it is too. It, it, but Malmquist. Nevers, Reiners, Forlicky, You start listing off deep, deep, very deep jungles. Very deep. Shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, so there you go. So, high school elite league, any other thoughts? Anyone stand out to you that you didn't, didn't know of? I mean, that that's the kind of guys like I'm not surprised to see Blake Biondi or Rhett Pitlick to do well in the league. but
1: No, didn't like Gleason look good every time I watched, oh, but really i really mean... good. No, I mean, the Elite League this year didn't have any surprises, at least when I was there and seeing stuff that I was like, oh, wait, who's this kid? Uh, I know last year um, Lake of the Woods had a Pullman that was yep. like 6'2". He ended up putting like 40 points up last year or something like that. Yep. And, it, it, you know, he was like a kid that I'd never seen before that was pretty good. I know Luke Jaycox, the Warroad kid that's playing – I forget where he's playing now, but he's playing T1. Yep. It might be Omaha, but – I, I remember seeing him in the elite league and going, yeah, he's the real deal. But I don't know. I haven't had anybody catch my eye like that this year.
0: All right. What's the next up on our um, agenda tonight?
1: Well, let's talk about some players, Tony.
0: There's a lot to talk about. Where do you want to start? Do you want to talk about players that are coming back out of juniors? you want to go there first?
1: You're let's the boss. All right.
0: All right. So here are guys that are currently playing in juniors that we've reported heard reporting back will be coming back and playing high school hockey hockey uh Aaron Huglin is playing in Fargo in the USHL Bobby Brink is in Sioux City in the USHL uh Bryce is in Omaha
1: well can we time out for a second all of these have been reported gone like yeah. i No they're I,
0: coming I, back
1: how we we can kind of say on firm authority most of these are coming back, right?
0: Oh yeah, Brazinsky is for sure, Jensen's for sure, Judding's for sure, Hinkemeyer uh, House for sure. They're playing. Uh, the only ones that are a little bit iffy are Bobby Brink and Aaron Huglin, But I, by by authority, I've I, I believe that those two will be coming back. Those are big ifs, but let's we'll just wait and see. Anything a- can happen. Put it that way.
1: Anything can happen. I, Bobby is kind of like Kyle Rowe leaving right now.
0: Yeah, but Kyle was a senior that year. He's a junior. True.
2: true.
1: true, true. Yeah.
0: Um, unequivocally, he might be the best hockey player in the state. Yeah, he and, and he,
2: Whether he stays or goes, just makes a difference between Minitaka being, you know, clear number one preseason versus it being kind of confusing at the top.
1: Oh, right. oh so, yeah. Yeah, Carl's just throwing in there that East could be number two.
0: Oh, I think Andover's ahead of East. Even if well, that's for let's save that for our preview show. We're we'll we'll sticking that. to players. Here are players that are <laughs> definitely gone. Uh, Ethan Frisch and Jack Perbix are gone in Green Bay.
1: So Moorhead in Elk River.
0: Yep, another Elk River kid. Joey Foss is gone, and he's in the NAHL.
1: This is a huge. He's going to be a draft pick. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's definitely he's he's been rated by by the Central Scouting.
1: He's six four.
0: He's a good hockey player.
1: He's a very good hockey player.
0: Uh, Ben Helgeson's playing in the BCHL for the Vernon Vipers. Um, uh, Another kid that – this is an interesting one. Uh, Jacob Stender was a freshman last year at Alexandria. He's now playing Tier 1 hockey for the North Star Christian team out in Alexandria.
1: What is Tier 1 hockey?
0: What is Tier 1 hockey? It's not something we talk about very much on this show. That's what Shattuck St. Mary's plays, Tier 1 hockey. Okay. So it's not MSHL. MSHSL. Uh, ben Brakeman's gone to the University of Minnesota, as most know. Ethan Hyder is playing goalie and will be gone for the Magicians in the NAHL. Um, oh, uh, Mitchell Connor is Maple gone.
2: Maple What's that? I was just saying there was another Maple Grove player you mentioned mention there, too. But.
0: That's correct. Uh, yeah. Mitchell Kohner is gone to the WHL from Lakeville North. Speaking of. Uh, gone is Tim Piowski from Eden Prairie is gone to the NHL Bismarck Bobcats got two more here uh, Will Francis uh, from Centennial will be playing uh, He's committed now to UMD. He's uh, Playing in Cedar Rapids in the USHL mm-hmm. And then Nolan Crenzen's in the USHL as well. He left Duluth Marshall So that's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve significant players uh, that would made impact in high school hockey that I would consider gone. Who
1: who who's making the biggest impact leaving? In your book, mm,
0: that's a good question. Ethan Heider I think is the one that's making the most impact. He's playing on a team that's like seven and three. He's the top goaltender, one of the best goaltenders in the NHL, and he's you know a junior in high school.
1: I think it's pretty impressive. Uh, let, let me flip that. Not who's doing the best away from high school hockey, who's the most impactful not coming back?
0: Who's going to hurt their the,
1: the, the high most. school team yeah.
0: the most? Um, well, I think Pervix and Foss, if they were in Elk River, that would be a, a pretty good one. But a, uh, the obvious one on this list is Ethan Frisch. Ethan Frisch yeah. yep, is in Moorhead. Moorhead is in the state tournament. That,
2: that would be my answer, too.
0: Yep.
1: I think Tim Piowski right. is an interesting one as well. I agree, because, or Pakowski. Because I think you you look at Eden Prairie. Anytime a team loses a clear second liner that adds a lot of depth to them, it's a big loss. It, it, and you start to look at you know class two A. You need to have depth across the board to solidify your second line. And he is a great second liner.
0: And Eden Prairie's got a ton of forward depth. They got. Two sophomores coming in this year that are going to make an immediate impact. Jack Jensen, Johnny Middlestad. That's a really good team. They're a good nucleus. With with Pileski coming back, they would have been a t- type of team that, in a one-game series, could beat Minnetonka in a, in a section semi or a section
1: yeah. final. In senior leadership. I agree. So it's, it's hard to lose a player like that.
0: All right. Here are a few players of note that have suffered injury here during the fall or the off season and just kind of worth noting i would say um dan stoyanov by all accounts Cloquet is gone for the year if not maybe the last week of the february season. You type know, of
1: thing i'm hearing Yeah, late february uh
0: jack jensen was what, in,
1: go ahead the time off Carl, what position was Dane Stoyanov playing for the Cloquet football team? Quarterback. He's
2: for Esco. He's the Esco High School quarterback.
1: Quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Can, you, can, can you imagine that
2: guy bearing down on you as a quarterback? In a, you know, No. It's a, Esco's a fairly What's small school. That's, they're not playing big teams.
1: How does he get injured? He's a man among it was, boys out there. I it, was it. it was in practice.
2: It was in practice. Oh, that's such <sighs>
0: bad news. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Disappointing.
0: Uh, Jack Jensen has some kind of spinal cord injury, which is yeah, just a really it. bad break for him. Um, he, by all accounts, he'll be back by December. Is that what you're hearing?
1: That's kind of December, January, but later in December. It's
0: half a season, I think. That's yeah. what it really will amount mm-hmm. to. Uh, Jackson's juttings had some concussion issues. I think he's sitting out the remainder of the fall. He got hurt in the uh, NHL showcase up in Blaine in the first four games of the season.
1: Prior like kid.
0: Blaine Warnert has had has been out for the Elite League this year. Yeah. So he hasn't played much. Landon Landon I'm
1: hearing he'll be back yep. relatively soon into the season.
0: Uh and Landon Parker uh should be back by the beginning of the season. He'll be a sophomore this year at East Grand Forks. So there's just a few to to keep an eye out on on that front from wind injury perspective. Uh we're probably missing a handful more but this is just all we have. At this point.
1: Well, and there's still kids playing football, too.
0: (laughs) Right. Yep. (laughs) Right.
1: Anything can happen with that.
0: Anything can happen. So I got a handful of transfers here, actually 10 or 15 transfers here, or people that might make – players might make an impact. He'll start uh, up in Hibbing. Uh, Tristan Birdsall has left Hibbing, and he'll be playing for the vaunted Greenway Raiders. Uh, Kyle Heffron has has left Rosemount. Um, he'll be playing for Totino Grace. Joey Pierce, does this even count as a transfer? Because he already transferred last year, and he played Bantams out of Ely, and now he'll play in a Hermantown. Any thoughts on on Joey Pierce, Carl?
2: He's a, just a f- phenomenal player. You can see his poise, even in the Elite League this year, He'll be right in. Um, and they've had him playing forward as part of that, which shows shows his versatility. Uh, we'll see where he ends up during the, the regular season for Hermantown, who has a very strong defensive core, so there might be some room for some flexibility there.
1: It, Tony, it counts as a transfer, too, when um, you have an article in the newspaper written about you being a transfer. I think that's that's kind of like a red flag of mm-hmm. your transfer.
0: Yeah, well, he's a he's a legit transfer move there. and Yeah. Uh, it's just, this is just a move for an opportunity, and the opportunity is to play at Hermantown, which is consistently pouring out kids into Division One hockey every year
1: and people watch them play.
0: Yeah. Uh here are two uh transfers into Holy Family. Lucas uh Jorgensen has left Orno and Bailey Huber, goaltender, has left Matamidite to to uh um to Holy Family. Here's the one that I think is the most interesting uh that commit have a really big impact and this is Caden Smith. He left Lakeville South for Lakeville North, and he'll play on the top line with Streeter and Schneider. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, there can't Streeter. be a Schneider. No, no. no, it is Spencer Schneider. Oh, God. But uh, uh, the other kid is Griffin. Uh, Shane Griffin. Griffin. Shane, Griffin. Yeah. Shane Griffin and Spencer yeah, Schneider. Kids yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith will play with those two. That's a really good line. That's not this bad. is an intra, you know, section transfer. I mean, this is this is they, they balance the balance of power. I know. There's a kid leaving north to south, ben, uh Riley Portner's left okay. south to north. And he's got a brother Ben who's also pretty good. And the Portner boys are the grandsons of uh Nice uh Coach Nystrom at Albert Lee. How's that for a small one? There you <laughs> go. There you go. All right. Um here we go. Uh, we have Mac Motzko and Griffin Streeter. Motzko left St. Cloud Cathedral. He's he'll be at Minnetonka. Griffin Streeter left Shattuck St. Mary's he's at Minnetaka, that will bolster Minnetaka's depth even more. If did Moscow such a move? Yeah, he moved.
1: <laughs> he actually moved. Did move. they claim residency? Yeah,
0: I'm sure he did.
1: <laughs> uh, Dinah uh,
0: has a goaltender. They have Ramsey Bell coming back, but they also have a, uh, have a goaltender moving in. I think he's from North Carolina. So that's uh, one of these guys you just never know yeah. of situation. Don't know his name uh, yet, but By all accounts, he'll be a a contender for starting position.
1: He's not Demetrius, is what you're saying.
0: No. Uh, Blake Messenberg, another transfer from Shattuck St. Mary's uh, to Benilde St. Margaret's. And here's two: one that's a transfer and one that's uh, a ninth grader, but he played his youth hockey at Austin Middle World, William Matske. He'll be at Blake this year. Um, and then Ben Dexheimer, the Miami High commit, is transferred from Edina to Blake.
1: So Dexheimer then becomes the second D one already committed kid to transfer. Correct. The first Pardon. being Pino.
2: Yes. Probably the first one to transfer who had already played JV, mostly played JV the year before.
0: Yeah, Dexheimer didn't play very much varsity at all. I don't even know if he suited yeah. up for the uh, state tournament.
1: I don't think I don't so. Think so. He, didn't, yeah. he didn't come in during any injuries when Edina had injuries, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. But he's the real deal. I've seen him play for years. Uh, he can. He's a puck-moving, slick little defenseman who can make plays.
1: Isn't it weird to have a JVD1 player?
0: It's very weird. It's very <laughs> weird. But... All things considered, Edina. Look at the six defensemen that were Edina
1: yeah, last
0: I, year. It was it was sickening.
1: Yeah, Sick. they're all right. Sickening. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, Carl. So
0: there you have it. There's a, a laundry list of news about players. Um, I think we can move on to some more fun stuff. Let's talk about real hockey and real hockey games. Danny, you've done quite a bit of work on this one. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on schedules.
1: So um, every year I make at least our schedules for each week for my own sake, so I know where I'm going, um, but also so we can compile the games of the week um, with, you know, certain games that are happening. And then I start to notice certain trends. You know, some teams have a higher strength of schedule, if we're going to use a college basketball term um, here than other teams. And so then I always wait teams that have a better strength of schedule more than teams that have a weaker strength of schedule just because I think if you play a better schedule you're more battle tested and even though your record might not reflect it come section time you're ready to play and that's just a personal belief on that now watching even my high school of St. Thomas has oftentimes a very 50-50 strength of schedule I would say like they start off with good non-conference stuff, and then the conference kind of lets them down. Um, it, I think when you look at Edina, they're year in and year out perennial powerhouses because they're who everybody wants to schedule, I think. So looking at some of the best schedules in the state this year, Minnetonka has easily one of the best schedules in the state. They play everybody. Um, that's worthwhile. Um, that Including all of 7
2: double
1: A. 7AA. <laughs> yeah. So they play Andover, they play Duluth East, they play Saint Thomas, they play um they play Lakeville North. Um, they play Cloquet, they play Maple Grove, they play Elk River, uh Benil too. They I don't know if they play Benil, they play Blake, they play Orno, they play um they play all the lake conference teams, so they play why that Eden Prairie, Edina.
0: You forgot Hopkins.
1: Thank you. Uh, they they play Maple Grove in the Turkey Trot as well. And then possibly Holy Family. Um, yeah, they are. They're a pretty solid team, like with their strength of schedule or no, not Minnetonka doesn't. I was talking about the wrong team. They don't play in the Turkey Trot, but he died.
0: They play in the opener.
1: They play in the opener. My bad. Where they play St. Thomas. Um, yeah, so Minnetonka is very deep this year. Um, Edina will uh, look at them. They also play a very deep schedule. They play Holy Family. They play Wyzetta five times. It seems like they play <laughs> only, the, five? Is it, is it only five. Only five? That was more <laughs> than that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's,
0: well, they aren't the same Christmas tournament this year, so that gets it's down to maybe three.
1: Yeah, yeah. and depending on how many times they play each other in the sections, I guess too. Um, but. Uh, they have a good schedule when it comes to um, the Hockey for Life tournament. They play St. Thomas. They play Chaska. Um, and Morehead. they play Moorhead. I mean, they they play Cretan. They play anybody who wants to take them on. They're the jewel of everybody's schedule. I think everybody else gets up to play Edina. And so Edina has a, one of the toughest schedules year in and year out. Um, yeah.
2: The other perk that the late conference teams have is that they, because they only have so nine uh, you know, conference games to schedule, or is it, it would be only seven actually now, because they're only playing Hopkins once, they, they get a lot of freedom to schedule whatever they want with the rest of their games, whereas a lot of these other teams are stuck with you know 20 conference games and they only get a few games to play around with.
1: And we'll talk about that in a couple seconds, but I, um, with the kind of weaker strength of schedules... I want to jump to a Class A team here that has a very good strength of schedule that I've noticed, um, Greenway. So Greenway traditionally you would think would play, you know, the International Falls, the Eveleths, the, you know, maybe has Grand Rapids, but Grand Rapids had scheduled them out a couple years ago. I mean, uh, Greenway traditionally does not have that hard of a schedule. This year they have Chaska, they have Holy Family, they have Orono, they have Roseau, they have Hermantown, Moorhead, East Grand Forks, that's a pretty tough schedule for Greenway for a team that's one, one and a half line steep.
0: We talked about this before the show. You know, we we kind of and you'll get to Andover in a second how they kind of had a weak schedule and I was like well, the schedules come out a year in advance. Well, I didn't I don't think that Coach Maney at Andover had as much idea how good they were going to be, you know, eighteen months out. Whereas I think Coach Claxton knew he's going to have a really good team next year, so he looked at January of 2018 for for 1819, and he got it right.
1: I'm going to have to say no on that. Tony, was Andover good when they were in Bantams?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I. <laughs>
0: they were good all the way up. Squirts, Peewee's, Bantams. They knew.
1: Yeah, so to say that they didn't think that they were going to have a good year this year is...
0: But the high school had not experienced much success. Yeah. You kind of... You kind of got to prove it, you know. Just because you're good as peewees doesn't mean you're going to be good at high school.
1: I I get that, but I I think you can still advertise when you're shopping your team around for a schedule.
0: Well, to, to his defense, they tried to get into our, and in our indoor hockey for life. They tried to get into our tournaments, and we didn't have room for them. So they trying to get good games. It's sometimes hard to get into those elite tournaments if you haven't proven yourself.
1: I mean, not everybody can join the country club personality that is Tony.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just have room, <laughs> you know. We just
0: have room. That's not right, right, yeah.
1: right. Yeah.
0: Now, in hindsight, do you think we'd want Andover and oh, their yeah. number two, just, number three team in the state? Do you think we'd run gro- them in these terms? now? Yes, of course groble. we would.
1: Now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, hey, did, were you invited Carl over to Tony's pool this summer? <laughs> Here we go. I yeah. never was. Still waiting. You were. Was. Still <laughs> waiting. Was, I can check my stuff. Did you, you, did you. I can check them. I don't Did you think crash the party then? Because you were actually
0: there for the graduation party
1: for your son. Yes. Yeah. I'm a nice guy.
0: You know I, know, I support
1: your family. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but so you were invited. I wasn't jumping in the pool. I no, no, you should have. No, <laughs> you should have. I almost pushed you in.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wasted opportunity, uh,
2: Tony. Wasted opportunity.
1: It was. Oh. <laughs> uh, Okay, another team that I'm arguing has a very good schedule this year It's Chaska. Chaska plays Blake, Eden Prairie, Edina, Cloquet, Rosemount, Orno, Sartell, Greenway, Minnetonka. This is Chaska we're talking about. Chaska traditionally, if you look back a couple of years ago, they'd be lucky if they could schedule Litchfield.
0: They had Moose Lake on their schedule.
1: Okay. Yeah. Hey, okay, I, I to go. Did you really
0: schedule Moose Lake? He's like, Yeah, that's all we could get. Okay. Now, Carl, just, just, just
2: a moment ago, you were saying that. Oh, Andover should have known they are having this good, good class coming up, so they could have scheduled ahead. Well, can't we say the same thing about Chaska? I mean, really? Sure, they've they've improved their schedule somewhat. Yes, yeah, give them credit there. But they're also in a terrible conference. You know, after you know the, the start of the new year, I mean, they play Benilde, who's okay. But other than that, they really don't have any teams where they've been stiffing the top 20 in the second half. Um, they're still this going, going up and playing Eboleth. Fault. They're playing Buffalo, playing Eastview. Okay, I mean, it's still not, If you compare it to other top 20 teams, it's just not the same league. I agree, but they, they are playing Edina. And
1: huh? they're playing Minnetonka.
2: Yeah, they have a great holiday tournament, and they've got Minnetonka. And they've got Cloquet.
1: And they have Blake. Who is... it's.
0: Look,
2: it's decent. An interesting game, but it's not like they're a top guaranteed top fifteen team.
1: I I still think for Chaska this is a drastic improvement. Even over last year. Correct. Sure. Last year I the right had a scramble, Yeah, I had a scramble to find a game last year to go to Chaska. And it was Chaska breck I remember that. Yeah. Okay. This year, at least I have a good product offering that I can choose from.
0: Speaking of <laughs> being too good for people, you were too good to come watch Chaska in the Hockey for Life last year.
1: Oh, yes. That was around time period that I was burnt out on hockey.
0: Oh, okay. All
1: right. And then I kept going. and I You went just to kept 80 going. Games.
0: <laughs> you came last day to play a Holy Family and Moorhead, did
1: Yes. That, that was, was a good game. game. That, that was, was a really good game. And then I left for Chaska. <laughs> like I didn't even stick around. Right. You know, well, some people who organize tournaments put like an hour buffer between games. I don't know who would do such a thing. But it's
2: really annoying. Kind of
1: yeah. It's really annoying, and that's kind of why I didn't go. An around.
0: hour buffer. What are you talking about? <laughs> Is there an hour buffer between games? There was. Oh, we're getting we get done early. They get done earlier than projected. So.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, another team with a pretty decent schedule this year, I noticed, is Blake. Um, Blake was a Class A team for a number of years, and so they kind of had to beef up their schedule, brought a couple teams on board, like Chaska and Holy Family and Minnetonka, Andy dyna and Creighton. I thought um, Blake's, um, Blake, as a team to watch this year, um, actually gave us some good games to litmus test them pretty well.
0: Yeah, someone said it, one of you two said it before we went on the air, said that Blake is going to be a lot like Creighton was last year. I they're going that. to kind of pop. They're going yeah. to go into the top ten, and they're going to give everybody a bunch of trouble all year long. Yeah. I think that's true.
1: Well, they have those players that Creighton does. They have water bugs out there that, Yeah, that are going to you know go like, whoa, well, did he just score? Yeah, he did. And yeah. they're going to be fun to watch like that.
0: They will be a fun
2: team to watch. They don't have Houston, a Matt Leeson, but they definitely got some players. <laughs> Are
1: they gonna beat Holy Family Ten the one oh, wow. wow, wow, so
0: this is published, Carl Fantastic. Well, last year's show did get published, or so maybe you're are you yeah. banking that this show won't get published either?
2: <laughs> yeah, someone may have screwed up the show last year and not gotten it you know all posted on on the website so i I guess I have a free pass
1: uh, anyways, um so. The, Blake does have the opportunity to post a cream score against Holy Family as they play them this year. But um, anybody else that you guys notice has a really good schedule or at least one worth watching?
2: Carl? Uh, Lakeville North is someone who just really consistently fills their, their non-conference slate with really good teams. Um, I don't I don't think there's one weak week team in that, that, that those non-conference games that they've scheduled. And that's really what you have to do when you have a, a big conference like they do.
1: Because they have Saint Thomas, they have Minnetonka. Um, do they play Edina? Uh,
2: no, no they, they got East. They got.
1: They got Eden uh, Prairie.
2: They're gonna have yeah.
1: they'll, they'll have Quocate
2: too. Yeah, Minnetonka. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. they're That's, that's a tough a, schedule. That's a tough schedule. Well, there's a reason why they're a 500 team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to win all those games, but they're going to win the majority of their conference games.
0: Yep, every year. All right, I got a team here, Grand Rapids. I mean, no shocker here. Their schedule is just brutal. Uh, they play, obviously, in the ho- Holiday Classic. They'll face Edina, EP, and and Elk River. Um, and then they'll face Taka, Benilde, um, Moorhead. Holy Family, Duluth East, Quicke twice, Wayzata, Hermantown. I mean, it's, Greenway. Uh, Greenway. I got another one on here. I can't. Oh, Bemidji. I can't read my writing. Bemidji. I mean, <laughs> Bemidji isn't going to be tough this year, but they I play have Rose, a though. schedule. They play Roseau. They play War, Road. War Road, They
1: go yeah, over Yeah, that's them. a
0: tough schedule.
1: That's a team that's going to have another seven-five win season.
0: Uh, I think they'll get to ten.
1: Clapton's good.
0: Yeah. That, they get a good goaltender, a couple good guys.
1: Uh,
2: very good in the elite league. I think they Yeah he's to see an the next core coming through. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean they they have a good core, like Carl just said, but mm-hmm. that core is still a little bit little bit off. Yeah. There's but no I can lot. see them being the
2: sort of team you don't want to play in sections though. I mean they were sort of that last year, even though they were an eighth seed.
1: Don't say that, Carl. Rapids is a team that collapses in sections. <laughs> I mean, this is from a Rapids lover. Okay, mm-hmm. I love Grand Rapids, but they just they fold sometimes in section play.
0: So you, we were talking about such, uh, some of these teams' you schedules you don't like. What were some of those that you didn't like?
1: I think really one that stuck out to me um, right away was Rosemont. They only have a couple of good teams on their schedule. They play Chaska. They play St. Thomas and they play the Lakevilles twice, and then it just nose-dives after that.
2: Yeah. When
0: you funny should say that, there's a few people in Rosemont that think the same thing. Like, man, we, our schedule is so easy. We inflate our schedule. with, We go out and get a lot of wins against weaker teams, and we're not prepared when it comes to sections.
1: I yeah. I think it's, this is a twenty one team.
2: I do, too. Yeah, and,
1: but that doesn't it, say anything.
2: You, know, you look at what this team has, has coming back. You know, they're, they're serious threat to, to be a top-15 team, but – you know, you do kind of question teams that don't have that schedule you can really compare them to during their regular season.
1: Well, they're not going to get down in season. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is So session play, you, you play tighter. You you have to get – if you get down, you got to get past it. This is not a team that is, you know, going to have those experiences. St. Thomas probably will. They're going to get down to Minnetonka. They play Edina this year. They have a tough schedule, you know, for the you know first half of the. For season, the non-conference part, yeah. For their non-conference part, but it's not, you know, they're going to be more experienced in, in tighter games than Rosemont will. It's just a simple fact. And I agree. It kind of it's it stinks, and that's what three AA is
0: when we were given this assignment to look for schedules, they like, I didn't really find any. I kind of looked, I knew the ones that you guys didn't like because I couldn't really find any. Carl, did you have any that you didn't like besides Chad? Well,
2: we I'd touched on Chad, we We touched on Andover also. And, and the other ones that you kind of worry about are the teams that are, are, you know, like Danny just mentioned with St. Thomas, that are really front-loaded. So, you know, you, you play all these tough games in December, but then you just spend January and February, you know, running up scores on the similes of the world. You know, then all of a sudden you get shoved back into a tough game in, in March or late February, early March, that can be challenging. So sometimes it's not necessarily the overall strength of the schedule as the order of the games that you have on there. It can be an issue.
1: I I also want to touch on um, Hill-Murray's schedule. Hill-Murray has an old schedule going on right now. Um, (laughs) The the Twan's Cup gold is not what it used to be, okay?
2: A little round robin now.
1: Yeah, yeah, they play Burnsville every year. They play Moorhead every year. They play Elk River every year. Uh, you start to, they play Duluth Marshall did i say them every year uh
0: this is good this is good analogy, good uh description old
1: it's an old schedule it's not one that's fresh and so um they'll play St. Thomas twice they play Creighton and Schwan's cup which is a gift they um play Edina, but that's a that's a traditional matchup that they schedule between the two teams um they play the Maple old, Grove yeah they play Benilde. And Benilde is a team on the rise, but that's an old you know, matchup. That a couple of years ago that was a premier game. I was there. I was there too we all we were, were there. All there. Yeah. Yeah, we were
0: all
2: there. <laughs> yeah, cool.
1: That was when you lived in the cities. Carl. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um and so for me they just have an old schedule. Yeah. And, and they might be a twenty one team, but they don't play anybody. I mean White Bear's a decent team. They're going to win that game. They well. got
0: 14 gimme's on that schedule. They have
1: 14 in yeah. a, a conference to boot. That is a very right. winnable conference. I agree. Um, and then just want to touch on the Northwest Suburban for a second as well. This These teams play a round robin versus each other, and it's not a very good round robin when you have to play Irondale. <laughs> let's, no. Mm-hmm. Let's just – be honest there. Well,
2: well they they've split the the conference into two, into two divisions now and so the the traditional contenders only play the other traditional contenders twice and they just play the you know, the spring like parts of the world once. So they they made some effort to break it up but even so there's still I think close to 20 conference games there. It's just such a big conference.
1: Well, and it's worth noting, let's take a look at Andover. Okay, they're a top 3, top 5 team.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: going into the season. They play Duluth East, which is a traditional matchup now, right, Carl?
2: Yeah, they've been playing for years and years. It's a section game.
1: They'll play. Uh, Andover plays Maple Grove twice. I think that will be probably their stiffest competition in the conference. They yeah, play. Yeah, them Minnetica. are Blaine. Yeah, Blaine. They play Blaine, Elk River, Centennial. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and Elk River and Centennial
2: are kind of down this
1: year. Yeah, exactly. Um, And they play Minnetonka in Hockey Day, which is a glorified exhibition game. So Mm -hmm. Andover really doesn't have that many tests. When I'm looking at Andover's schedule and I want to go to Andover games, there's not a lot of product offering for me to go there and and see them play and, and like, skip out on an Edina versus Minnetonka game,
0: right? Yeah, but they'll play East and they'll play Tonka, so we'll get Get a nice taste out of them there.
1: But outside, Tony. <laughs> Small <laughs> detail. <laughs> it's on T V. They're playing two goaltenders.
0: No. Yes. Yeah. Teams?
1: yeah. Wow. I knew in the four, four lines. Li-
0: I know the four lines thing, but
1: in two goaltenders. Okay. You know,
0: I set the stage, Carl, with Danny uh before the uh before the show. It's like what if both teams just what if both teams are undefeated? Heading into this thing, do you think the gentleman's <laughs> agreement of four lines and split <laughs> goalies is going to actually hold true? I don't think so. Mm, Let's just say yeah. they're both like seventeen and all. Does this game have
1: any weight? It would if they were both seventeen and all. Yeah, it would I if they were play playing the top seed. That's
0: bait. They're playing for the top seed in the state tournament.
1: Yeah. I have a gentleman. I have a bet right now that they don't make this to the tournament.
0: What?
2: And
1: it's I not with an me. It, it, it's not with me. Set. It's not with me. Oh, the Andover
0: <laughs> East game is, a, and this point, just a coin flip at this point.
1: That's going to be a good one.
0: That'll be a good one. And I will be there
1: I, early. I think, There'll uh, be uh, no okay.
0: Section 3 championship for me this year.
1: Oh, Section 3 double Oh, I will not be there. Oh, that's a, that's a must-go-to game at Braymore last year. It was a good game, but I'll be there every year.
0: Not I. I did like it at... Bremar, though that was a great I venue.
1: I, they got to do that at Veterans. Okay, I'm making a position on that. Okay, the last team that I want to talk about with a not so great streak of the schedule, but they never have one. This is an old schedule too, but it's a team that's possibly going to make the tournament this year, and it's Roso.
2: I mean, how they, can you rip on Rozo when they're 500 miles from everything?
1: <laughs> but okay, time out, Carl.
0: I can get to Chicago faster and get to Roso.
1: Timeout. Okay. It a break. Roseau played Edina last year. They they've, came
0: down here. They And Centennial. And it was they've
1: painful. Played, they've played St. Thomas. St. Thomas has gone up there. Uh, this is. Uh, Roseau does schedule, you know, decent opponents from time to time. And Moorhead travels all over the place. Okay. Also to play. And so does Duluth East. So don't give me the travel factor. Okay. <laughs> Other teams do travel as well. You can travel on Friday and make it a Friday Saturday event. Now, granted Rose's in the middle of nowhere and that makes sense. They they only have Greenway this year, Centennial and Centennial is gonna be down, and Moorhead twice. That's it. They are and Brainerd. A great, uh, Brainerd will be decent. Yeah, they will be. Yeah, they will be. That will They be, might
0: be the favorite to win. They are I think they did right the aa preview show. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. That's going to be that's going to be a hot session to watch.
2: It's yeah. wide open.
1: We will have no idea of what's going on up there. None. None. Unfortunately, that's kind of who I have. Did you guys have any other bad schedules that you wanted to point out?
2: No, we right. covered by. Let's get to
0: the uh, Mister Hockey's.
1: So is
0: I... this, this is this is Danny's. Watch this list.
1: Watch list, okay? This is not a top ten Mr. Hockey, blah, blah, blah. This is not who I think is going to win. This is not our firm write-it-in-stone list, okay? This is just players to keep an eye on who are seniors. In no
0: particular order. No, no. Right.
1: So Ryder Donovan from Duluth East Forward. Oh, that's in particular in order. No order at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just named Mr. Hockey. Can he be done now?
0: Now I'll read the other
1: 19. Oops. Um, anyways, um I think Ricky Lyle will be a, a, one of his probable line mates um who yeah. he's probably the best enforcer type of players um in the state right now. Um uh, best role player that way. Liam Malmquist, you're a leading scorer for the elite league forward out of you the gotta
0: NFL. mention him. I mean, if you lead the elite league in scoring, you need to be at least on your watch list.
1: Yep. Yep. Um Jack Jensen for Eden Prairie. Um he is a stereotypical power forward and one of the best in the state. Mm-hmm. Um Aaron Huglin from Roso, I've never seen him play still.
0: You see no, he you haven't.
1: Was, he was <laughs> injured last year. So I haven't um,
0: He's the All-American Prospects Game, and at
1: the... I was up in Grand Rapids. Or oh, you? Yes. We work.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Work, work. Actually, work. work, Yeah,
0: yeah that was. Uh,
2: he's good. He's really good. Yeah.
1: Um, Carl. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say I saw him play last year when they played. They played Blue Heath and you know the the game was lost but you could still really see his talent when when he had his chances.
1: Yeah, and I think this year this Roso team will be. Uh, decent to watch. I think this could be a strand yawn type of team that mm-hmm. they had. Yeah.
2: Huglin
0: Huglin. Huglin
2: Huglin. Huglin. I still
0: think and people say I'm crazy. I still think that Paul is one of the more under
1: un, unsung
2: players you'll find. Yeah. Just I was impressed with grinder. him in the elite league. Yep.
1: So Paul Huglin? Yeah. So there's an Aaron Broughton Paul. Broughton, I <laughs> like that a, No a, relation No a, relation It's a, a coincidence Neil in the family There's no brother. Neil no. <laughs> no.
2: Naming. Yeah.
1: Yes Yes um, but, So that will be um, Interesting um, to watch Ho- I want to see Roseau this year But I just don't think it will happen um, It's r-
0: going to happen We're going to make it happen
1: We'll try to make that happen Rob Christie, St. Thomas, forward. Um, no-brainer. No-brainer. Good size. He'll lead the Cavets on the offensive side. Josh Lukey, Minnetonka defenseman, no-brainer there. Josh is probably one of the best defensemen in the state. The grit and the speed and vision and scoring ability, Josh is the best on that. Um, Jack Bayless, forward for Minnetonka. He'll be on their top line. It's hard not to think of a top line, Player for Minnetonka not getting some love Yep He'll put up a lot of points if Bobby comes back And even if he doesn't Mason Nevers, he was a scary player for Udina last year Put up nearly 60 points, I think, or over And nobody really talked about him I think Mason will do the same this year um, No doubt Especially with Junger, Jungles and um, Malmquist um, on his team uh, Defenseman for Udina Mike um uh, Mike is as steady as it gets He's a great Defenseman going to Wisconsin, kind of a stereotypical Wisconsin type of defenseman that yep. way. Um <laughs> yeah. jungle who so I just mentioned um for Edina as well. Jets going to western Michigan or northern, northern Michigan. Jet jungle's going to northern Michigan. He's a directional Michigan. Just <laughs> not eastern Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles of eastern Michigan. Um right a bit my Mike Kester for Chaska, he is as close as it gets to Aaron Ness out there. I think.
0: Yeah, I think he's one of those bona fide top threes when we, yep. we list this mm-hmm. off. You know, Kester and and Donovan and you know is going to be one of them yeah. those
1: two. Lucky, Lucky. yeah, Lucky. Um, and then the yeah, uh, Jackson Jutting um, for Prior Lake. Um, I expect him to put up probably close to sixty points if healthy. Um, yeah, if
0: he's healthy, I think he's a, he's one of those kids that'll be a lock to to be a mm-hmm. top ten, make our top ten,
1: or at least and, in our discussion, obviously.
2: And we've yeah. seen sometimes in the past that the, the the committee doesn't really care whether you're healthy or not, and with, when they vote on Mister Hockey finalist.
1: Stom crazy Stom. Oh, Mark you play Balls. ten yep. games. <laughs> God. so Mister Hockey is. Uh, Glorify where you are on the NHL watch list. So this is where we're just kind of listing off players that we think are worthy of it. Um, Trevor Kukunin, um, from Maple Grove. Obviously, if things happen from Maple Grove this year, kukenin has got to be—he'll be right in the thick of it. Yeah, uh, Bryce Brodzinski
0: for Blaine. Again, I think he's one of those top five type of kids.
1: I look up this—I sure. didn't realize he put up like twenty-seven, twenty-six last year. Yeah. Uh, he is—he's the real deal, um, Charlie Sh- uh, Shane for Andover. Obviously, we're talking Andover. He's their best player. Best right?
0: player on a top three team in the state.
2: Best forward. Yeah, best
1: forward. Yeah, best forward. Who's their defenseman that I was really good? Black Kaiser. Mr. Wolf. Yep. Oh, uh, forget. I saw Kaiser Kaiser's the
2: one who is really jumping out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's he was just pretty. Uh, he was so, a good yeah. player. No, their top four
2: defensemen it. are all really smooth.
1: His
0: sister committed before he did. That's, his little sister <laughs> committed before he did. <laughs> <that>. Nice family. <laughs> really nice family. Um,
1: Landon Langerbloner from um, Cloquet, uh, forward. Obviously, if Cloquet is going to make some noise this year, um, Landon's going to have to um, be a front runner for that. We got a couple of Class A kids. Ben Doherty for Alexandria. Alex made a great run last year, and Ben is their top player, or at least their yeah, top. He team. And
0: Jack Westland are Yeah,
1: the one-two punch. Yeah. He, he's their best forward. He's the, the, the straw that stirs the drink offensively for them. Mm-hmm. Now Westland is very good. He's the Mike Crawley of high school hockey. No, no that, 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 that was Powell. Oh, oh, you're sorry.
0: Jack Powell, right? Is that yeah,
1: the, the Mike Crawley. Wow, that
0: was Mike Crawley. Crow, Crow. <laughs> Mike, Mike Crawley
2: graduated.
1: That's the best part about it is, like,
0: Paris played with Mike Crowley. It's not like he was like, <laughs> I'm like hey, wait a second. I mean, Mark, that was a shameful
1: statement. Yeah, played hockey a little bit too long. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway. Daring goats for Hermantown, defenseman. Obviously, um Hermantown's going to be younger this year, but they always kind of sneak a Mr. Hockey candidate in there. Um, he's going to lead a good decor for them. And Kaffedon, they lost um, for Greenway. Yep, he'll be in the discussion for sure. He's going to put up some big numbers <laughs> because he's going to be out there every other shift.
0: Yep. Yeah, he will light it that'll up. Work. Yeah, he's got a great supporting cast up front.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody that I miss you guys? Uh, you can uh, think of?
0: No, I think you covered them all. I mean, there's going to be a, a few kids that will surprise this year.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a good uh, thorough list.
1: Yeah, I mean, I obviously tried to leave off as many Duluth East kids' names as possible because they have what twelve kids playing in the elite league, Carl.
2: Their whole team. Oh yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> what what we call the oh. fall training in, in Duluth? <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> that's wow!
2: <amazing>. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true.
0: Well, here's a couple programming notes we talked a little bit earlier. Uh, November 13th is our projected preview, the real preview show.
1: So that one will go section by section. We'll drop Carl's top ten, yep. and we'll make fun of him accordingly there, and we'll try to give as much in-depth discussion on each team and where we see them.
0: Each team that's going to make some noise in that section. Yes,
1: yes.
2: Yep. Uh, we obviously. Sorry, legacy like Christian. Yeah, came
0: <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> we got, uh, um, we have our our uh, tournament. The opener will be in over the Thanksgiving. We'll have Coke, Lakeville North, Minnetonka, and Saint Thomas Academy. Saint Thomas Academy, Minnetonka, kicks off the season again
1: at three o'clock. Three we, o'clock
0: start this year.
1: That's actually kind of nice. Uh, yep. So some of us can bounce around. Yeah, that, it,
0: fine by me. Bounce all you want. You know, come to that game. And then uh, we'll have Cloquet and Lakeville North as our nightcap. And then we'll have Cloquet and St. Thomas Academy uh, at 3 o'clock on Saturday. And then we'll have a rematch of the Minnetonka Lakeville North game, which was the most entertaining
1: game of, of the four that we had. Last year. Where Josh Lukey scored with 7.1, seven seven I think it was. Yeah. And Will Johnson stood on his head. It was fun.
0: It was that, a was, game.
1: that was a great game.
0: It was a really good game, especially considering it was, you know, second game of the season. You yeah. You expect some rust and unfamiliarity they both 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 those teams were clicking that day
1: well and we thought that the good game would have been morehead st thomas and
0: it was it was kind of snoozer
1: yeah it was st thomas like Just it was the second them. period and like ran four away or five
0: with the... goal run in that yep. second period yeah
1: yep. so.
0: and then obviously our winter event uh the hockey for life classic again down in prior lake we've added some nice teams we've talked a little bit about it but we've added uh st thomas academy uh, Edina and Eden Prairie to our ranks this year. So, in addition to the other five teams, Moorhead, I can't name them off. i had mean, Stillwater, Lakefield North. You got them?
1: Yeah, Eden Prairie, Chaska, Stillwater, St. Thomas, Prior Lake, Lakefield North, Edina, Moorhead. A couple of games I'm looking forward to there. Edina plays St. Thomas, Edina plays Chaska. Um, Where's the other one? Morehead, Moorhead, Eden, uh, Eden Prairie. Prairie, good one. Yeah, Morehead, yep. um, Moorhead, um Edona could. That's a fun North um, Metro team, you know. Type one, and then Eden Prairie Chaska might be the biggest section game.
0: Yeah, and it's a with, rematch of that section
1: quarterfinal, quarterfinal of the,
0: last year. That was an over overtime. To, yeah. yeah,
1: I was at that one. That's one of the bigger. That one and the Chaska um, Prior Lake game. Those are
0: huge.
1: Chaska has a huge section tournament, that tournament.
0: So Mm -hmm. that's
1: kind of exciting because that decides a lot of things in Section 2AA.
0: And of course all these games will be live streamed on YHH. In addition to these games, we'll also be doing games of Totino Grace this year, Minnetonka this year, Creighton Durham Hall this year. In addition to those games, FBP Parts will be bringing us 11 or 12 more games. So we have All told of, like, close to 50 high school games we live streamed on YHH this year. So it's going to be a fun season of hockey. Uh, We are excited for it to get kicked off here in a few weeks. Uh, Danny and Carl, thanks for doing the preview preview show here on YHH. Carl, uh, good luck to your uh, beloved Red Sox. I think that's who you're cheering for.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard.
2: Excuse me while I gouge my eyes out here.
0: And Danny, good luck to your uh Dodgers Except for both. both for both Danny and Carl. I'm Tony Scott. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's high school hockey pod- podcast brought to you by the Red Black League.
1: Looks all over their face. My friends all know that I'm
0: cool. I've been this way since high school. Because life's never been sweeter. When you're just a cake eater, when it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me. My high school team, I was playing on the top three. Now my son is scoring piles.